Welcome to episode 85 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dade, and my co-host tonight is Les. This evening, we're reviewing episodes 6 through 10 and exploring our changing views on past opinions. But first, let's talk about what's been new in our worlds. Les, how's it going? I can't uh, I can't really complain to you awfully much. Um, <clears throat> so I started all of my hot pepper seeds uh, for the garden, uh, which I know a lot of people are thinking like that's super early. But when it comes to peppers and especially super hot peppers, you want to start them this early. So you actually get any fruit that you might want by around August. Otherwise, you just don't you don't get the fruit um, in time for any sort of use. You know, especially in Massachusetts, we'd get a frost and it would kill everything off if I started them a little closer to um, the last frost date. So I'm yeah. very excited, too, because I've got a whole assortment of really cool super hot peppers and then an assortment of new peppers that I'm starting this year. So I've got like fish peppers, which are um a pepper that from Baltimore, um, they have a okay. really beautiful, um, green and white leaves. So I'm looking forward to that. And I also ordered a Korean gochu, um, that's specifically for gochujang. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that and seeing what they look like. And, Cause I've bought, um, Korean gochu peppers before, which gochu is just pepper in Korean. So it just said pepper, pepper did that American thing. Um, so the, the, the King pepper I ordered, um, from Kitasawa, um, pepper or not pepper company, seed company out in California and they've already sprouted. So they're, they've germinated. So I'm, I've got to actually get my, um, grow tent set up in my basement, which I, I didn't think, you know, most of the peppers take at least two weeks to get started and it's only four days. So I, I was, I'm not, I'm not prepared for my pepper babies yet. So I'm going to get that set up probably after we get done recording here. Um, but I'm really excited about all of the different varieties that I've got. Um, and then after I get the peppers ready, I also started some of the herbs cause those take a long time. Um, I think, Last year, sage took over a month to germinate, and I've got some of those already germinating. So that's super exciting. I'm going to have loads of um, herbs and peppers again this year. Um, I am still using my Everything Everywhere journal, mm-hmm. um, and that's going really well. I, I really like how I've kind of adapted my setup Um to work better for me in terms of like working um, like my side hustle versus home and, and then work. So, you know, I've got my bullet journal for work and then I've got my hybrid journal for all of the sort of like online classes that I've been taking. Um, and then um, all of the other things that I've been working on. So I'm doing a lot of journaling as well. We, um, so we do, we do Netflix for like a three month block and we kind of binge watch stuff through January, February and March. Well, it's too cold to do much of anything else. And I finished, I think I mentioned it last week that I finished Cobra Kai and it was just such a good series. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we immediately started watching the Witcher, which I really, really have to be in the right mindset for because it's so gory. There is just blood spatter everywhere in that show it's really good but it's just a lot um so i at last night i just wanted to shut my brain off so um it popped up as a suggested viewing to me and i, I kind of feel like fate the winks saga <laughs> which is apparently <laughs> based off of an anime cartoon on nickelodeon as well as a comic book um but it's live action and it is I think British. So I, um, I started, I started watching that and I just binged the whole thing yesterday after work. Um, and it was kind of fun, but the reason that I kept with it is because the, I'm trying to, let me see if I can do this without a spoiler. There's a character played by an actress who is in a lot of, uh, British dramas. She was in the full Monty. Uh, she was also 
one of the lead characters on uh, Scott and Bailey. And she's amazing. She can play a really nuanced character and she plays someone with a very interesting twist uh, in this show um, that I think is going to be very interesting. Hopefully if they get a second season to watch her kind of play mean. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, I, and I really, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to, cause it's, it feels kind of like a, a cheap Buffy knockoff. Um, (laughs) but I enjoyed it anyway. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of like the new stuff. And, um, I did just finish my cup of coffee before we started talking and now I'm just drinking water and, and, uh, I've got a index card to take notes on. Um, and that's about it. What about you, Dave? What's, what's exciting in your world? Well, um, I built my computer. I know I had talked about that, I think briefly last episode and, and all the stuff came in. And so I had never done this before, but it was a success. It was like the most nerve wracking thing to turn it on for the first time. Um, Because, you know, obviously it wasn't completed, but I wanted to make sure that everything was working together. And so I had like this motherboard on my desk with, you know, wires everywhere, you know, because I just wanted to make sure it booted. Um, But it did. And it was successful. And so that's been really great. It's also very aesthetically pleasing. Um, And so every time I look at it, I just get happy. And I need happiness in my life. Um, in fact, after this podcast, I'm going to do a fresh install of Windows, which is always a pain in the butt, uh, because like I was telling you before we went on the air less, I'm paranoid about backing everything up, mm-hmm. and I'll probably forget something, but whatever. <laughs> um, what else? I Time is flying, you know, and this is, it, it becomes apparent, I guess, as I get older, like it's already, it's February. Um, so that means I'm getting ready to go back to work at the college, um, working at the writing center as usual, but I also was able to pick up some supplemental instructor work. So that will increase my hours greatly, which is a huge help during a pandemic. And so I'll be able to work the full 18 hours I'm allowed because the college doesn't allow you to work more than that because they don't want to offer benefits. But that's a different topic. <laughs> that's a different topic. Um, I would be salty if I didn't get paid as much as I do, but it is really kind of frustrating that you can't exceed 18 hours. Um, but the supplemental instructor work is going to be really rewarding. It's um, with an English 095 class. So it's developmental English. And I think it'll be really great to kind of, you know, work with folks in a different way because, you know, during the day in my field placement, I'm, I'm using a lot of emotions and feelings where this will be kind of the opposite. Um, I'm also, my wife and I have been rewatching The Sopranos. We are homesick for New Jersey, and this is the best way to kind of uh, get a taste of New Jersey because, you know, it is a New Jersey show and it's cool to like be like, oh, we were, we were where they are, you know, and, um, And it's amazing how much you miss when you watch something once and then you go back years later to watch it again. Um, Because, you know, obviously your sensibilities change, your opinions change, your memories are not what they were. So that has been fun. Um, Really, there's nothing, you know, it's kind of funny that like there's not much stationary stuff in my life. Um, I plan on, you know using analog tools a little bit more once my college work starts up again, because especially for the supplemental instructor stuff, because there's a lot of record keeping I need because this is a, there's always been supplemental instructors at the college, but not for English. And they're worried about retention, like most community colleges are. And they're finding that people you know, don't make it past the Englishes and that's why they don't continue. Because if you, if you can't qualify for English 101, that that's it. Like that's a prerequisite for most courses. And so this is actually grant funded. And so we have to keep like super detailed records about the students that we see, um, the stuff we kind of talk about, because if this improves retention rates, that will make this kind of a permanent thing. 
Um, because, you know, enrollments down across the board, some of our listeners are professors. They can probably understand and relate or they work in academia. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing that we're in a pandemic, but generally even before the pandemic enrollment had been down. So, but, but yeah, so that's, that's really kind of been my world lately. So I, I haven't gotten any new stationary fun stuff or, or anything like that. Um, I, I actually correction. I did, but I'm not going to give them the airtime. Okay. We can use context oh, clues. Yes. Never mind. <laughs> so, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's it. Do you want to just dive right into our main topic? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 So I don't know about you, Les, but it's been <laughs> I've had a lot of mixed feelings listening to our previous episodes. Oh man. Um. Yeah. You know, uh, sound quality is a thing. And it's, I know we shouldn't be embarrassed because we weren't, it's not like we were, you know, marketing ourselves as professionals, but man, um, it was rough. It's it's bad. It was, it, it was almost unlistenable. Some of it. I had to, I forget what episode it was, but I had to not use headphones because it hurt. So, um, I, I forget what episode that was, but yeah, it just, you know, and it was a learning curve. I think I had never recorded a podcast before in my life and, you know, also sound is very, it varies based on the system you use to edit. And so it's almost like when you do something digitally, like with a picture, um, you know, your monitor looks different than mine. And so there's going to be differing degrees of editing. And I think we've learned a lot though. I'd like to think that our, our our sound is pretty consistent now. I think so. I, I think that we also don't process as much. Um, yeah. And I, I know it's generally considered a bad thing, um, but we do record onto one track instead of split tracks. Yeah. Um, and I think for us that has actually improved the quality of our sound, if only because we're not talking over one another. And I think that's another big thing as well. Um, we did a lot of talking over one another in the early episodes. Um, and we don't do that as much like, you know, sometimes we kind of like cut in and, and, you know, agree with one another, but it's not the same as it was, uh, in those early episodes where we really did a lot of like background talking. Yeah, no, totally. And I think, for me, one thing I've learned about podcasting is, you know, you're talking, I'm forming a response in my brain. Even when you're done, I give it a couple seconds because I can edit those seconds out. So there's not long pauses um, because it is frustrating to, number one, be talked over or like have that crosstalk. Mm. Um, but also for editing, it gets muddled. And I think that we we definitely don't do that. And also, as much as I miss her, we're, you know, Lenore's not with us. And so having a third person also complicates things it's it's complicated enough with two people um yeah. and so you know that's another variable i mean our environments are also different and so so yeah but it's i've cringed many times listening to the quality of our stuff and uh, yeah it's a thing um yeah um something i i kind of noticed too and this is a more personal thing for those of you who known me my my voice has obviously changed and mm-hmm. that's been like a it's been a trip. It's it's it hasn't impacted me in the way that I thought, but it's really, you know, when I'm living this life, my best life right now, I'm thinking, well, I I don't I don't sound like the, how I want to. And then I listen to like episode six, and I'm like, who? What? Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, and so I, I I'll never be um have a, a super deep voice, but it is supremely validating to hear episodes now with my voice and how it has changed. Yeah. It was a little weird listening to the old episodes and hearing your old voice versus your current voice. Um, You know, right. It was definitely, um, I don't want to say strange, but strange. No, it's, it's, it's strange. It's completely strange. And I'm glad we have those episodes and, and, you know, I don't want to talk too much on this, you know, topic this is a tangent but we're tangential mm-hmm. um i'm glad we have those episodes because they're reference points for me um you know and for our newer listeners um you know i am trans and so i transitioned i think halfway through um rsvp so mm. 
that I, I'm too lazy to edit my name on all the old posts. So, you know, like, but that is what we're kind of speaking of. And I think that it's nice to hear the progress my my voice and I've made. Um, mm. So, yeah, that's just a little side note. That's a little tangent that I, I it just became, I, I don't know why it wasn't apparent the first go around, the first five episodes, but maybe just because of the the degree in which I, I listened to these episodes differently because I had, I, I wasn't doing anything else like in the background. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, anyhow, let's get on to um, the things that we, um, you know, noticed from these episodes. I think you're, I'm looking at this list here, the digital analog divide. This is always going to be something that we talk about. I, I agree. I, we have not left this behind. If anything, we've delved deeper and deeper and deeper into and i don't divide is not the right word but sort of like the bridging of that gap i think is what we look at mostly um so one of the things that i noticed is i talked a lot about jotterpad and mm-hmm. those early episodes, and I did use it a lot. And I have switched over almost entirely to Novelpad and Dabble. Okay. Um, which are, you know, they're software that is for, it's similar to, um, God, why am I brain farting on the name of the well-known Scrivener? Um, they're similar <laughs> to Scrivener, but they're mostly browser-based. Uh, Dabble does have a um app for the computer um and so they it's just they're they're so useful um i'm really right now in deep with Novelpad. um you set up your chapters you set up your scenes you type into them and then if you think a scene should go a scene from chapter one should be in chapter three you can literally grab it drag it and drop it into where you want it it's awesome it's such a use i mean it's basically it's a it's a physical a visual like folder system where you can kind of drag and drop things and move them around it's so so so, so simple and so useful um and jotterpad didn't offer that kind of thing so i i am really enjoying that and i'm also using it for drafting my blog post so i set up a chapter for January, I write all of my my blog posts for January in that, and I have once I have a, a novel set up for each of my blogs, um, and then just set up like here's January, February, March, and here are the ideas that I'm having for um, what I want to review in in those months, and then um, you can color code it. So what hasn't been written yet is, you know, in red when it has been posted, it's in blue. Um, when it's ready to be posted, I put it in green so I can color code it and it just works so well. Um, I just I'm really digging uh, novel pad um, and I'm going to get more in depth with dabble um, mm-hmm. in the upcoming months. So I'm just really enjoying those. Um. And then we talked quite a bit in those early episodes about Evernote and OneNote. Yeah. And they are something that I don't use anymore because I'm not doing the same kind no. of research. Same. Um, I, like I said, I used um, I used them quite extensively for my thesis. Um, and I, I think I would revisit them if I were working someplace where I had to do a lot of research and I needed to organize that research Um in a way that Evernote and OneNote are useful for. Um, but I just don't have that necessity of organizing information like that. Like right now, if I have, like when I do research for useful journaling, I literally just open up a Google Doc and drop the information into that. I cut and paste links into a Google Doc and then I revisit it. Or if I'm reading a book, I will highlight um, information in my, in my Kindle. And then I will make notes in my everywhere, everything journal or everything, everywhere journal, whatever you want to call it. Um, (laughs) I can't even remember. Um, so I'll just make notes like that. And that's been far more useful to me than having the digital tool, um, 
so yeah, I just, I, I don't use those tools anymore. And you said you don't use them either. No, I, I think for me, um, they actually became a little clunky to use. Like I mm. started to get like frustrated with like just the UI was just not something that I enjoyed interacting with. Mm. Um, and because I also switched the, the stuff that I use digitally, you know, I, I have an iPad and so I don't, I mean, surely I could get those programs on an iPad, but like I, I find that for what I need it for, I, they're just, they're bloaty. I don't need them. Um, and so the, the one program I use for the iPad, which is like the only program is called good notes. Um, and I put a, a link into the show notes. Mm. It, it really is awesome because you can, you know, handwrite your notes, but you can also create notebooks and folders and you can scan documents with it and then annotate them. You can import images and annotate on those. You can take photos and import those. Um, mm. And because I have an iPhone and, and a MacBook, it can also sync across, you know, it could sync to iCloud. And then so I can just use, you know, for grad school, I used it in a sense that like I was using my iPad to take notes and then I open up my laptop and it's there mm. and I could interact with it. I could print it. I could do whatever. Um, and what's really cool is that um, whenever you're writing on a tablet with any kind of stylus, it's very hard. You know, I don't know about, well, I, I do know about your handwriting less, um, but yeah, like, it's bad. Yeah. Um, but like for mine, I print and it's so hard to like get the detail in the print, um, small enough to where you can read it and it looks good. Well, what's cool about GoodNotes is you can open up a new notebook page, zoom in on it and write like you normally write. And then when mm. you view it regularly, it looks like you actually wrote that small. If, if that makes sense, it's kind of hard yeah. to explain. No, that um, makes perfect sense to me. And just like, there's just like little features like highlighting features and it just, it makes things, it's very easy to use. Like, especially um, if you're taking notes and there's some visuals, you can just circle an image and then drag it to wherever you want in your notes. Um, it's very user-friendly. It's, mm -hmm. it costs money, of course like most good things do but it's like it's super not expensive i think it's eight dollars um and for what it does that's worth it to me yeah, yeah. so that's yeah i don't i don't think i even have one note or evernote downloaded on anything anymore i think i still have one note downloaded um on I think it's still on my phone hmm. just because I've never I've never bothered to delete it. I mean, I did spend to spend a significant amount of time setting it up with the um, 41 folders system. Uh -huh. It is set up. I just have not utilized it very much at all. And then the um, so my laptop came with you know, um, the online version of the office suite of Microsoft office. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't use word, um, because I hate it. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's, well, it's so ugly. And we talked about this actually for writing in that digital, digital analog, um, episode about how much I hate word for writing. And I've been, I, I tried to like figure out when I actually signed up for Google, um and like the um for docs uh i've been with docs for so long um it's i i i don't even know when i signed up for it i don't remember i remember getting an invite to gmail uh -huh. um many many years ago um and i so i've been using docs since it first came out and even though it's sort of like basic and they've added more and more and more things to it um comparing that to microsoft word is just so much cleaner still um and i haven't i don't i don't i don't remember the last time i opened up word was at work because one of my coworkers, even though 
at work, we are fully on paperless and we are using the Google um, system for all of our storage stuff. Um, I have a coworker that insists on writing things in Word um, and then he will email the, them out as an attachment, which you then have to um, download into your into your Google Drive. Um, but my my computer opened it up and was telling me that I had an unregistered um, Word. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was the last time I opened up something um, mm. that was in Word. And it's still ugly as sin. I mean, it is just an ugly, ugly system. Um, and I know a lot of people use it. But um, <clears throat> Docs just does all of it, sometimes better. <laughs> um so yeah, it's just, you know, it doesn't add so much bloat to it. Uh, but I could rant on that for forever. Um, wait, how did I get there? I don't remember how I got there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my tangent. Um, oh, one note. So, oh yeah. So I use publisher on my computer and it will automatically save stuff to OneNote. Mm, mm-hmm. Except that was kind of a nightmare because I wasn't choosing where it would go to save and then I would try and find stuff and I wasn't, I wasn't logged in to my OneNote, So then I would try and log in to download things and I couldn't remember my password. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. So now I remember my password. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Those are the struggles of digital life. Indeed. Indeed. So, um, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say the next thing on our list is erasers. And I know we touched on them last week a little bit, um, but we did an entire episode about erasers. We did. Um, and it was interesting because as I was listening to these episodes, I was like, oh, we already talked about this stuff, but you know, we can go so much deeper. Um, Mm. and I really thought about, you know, the erasers that I use and if I still like the same thing. And I'm curious less about you. You know, I see in our show notes, you have some listed. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts? I am still devoted to the Sakura foam. Um, also the sumo. So the, um, I don't know if you remember, I interviewed, Oh God, I can't remember his name. A guy from Sakura of America, because uh, I had written to him to find out if, like, you know, about the sumo eraser's name, and he he really taught me a lot about the Sakura foam eraser. Basically, the sumo and the foam, and all of the Sakura foam erasers are the same eraser with either colorant added to it or sometimes firmed up a little bit. So mm. I am still a huge fan of the Sumo and the Foam. I still use them on a regular basis. I mean, I I have dozens. I probably have 100 different erasers squirreled away in my home. Um, and, but I will, if I actually have an erasing job, I will reach for the Sumo in the little click, click container yeah. um, or a Sakura Foam um, for that because they, do just, they just do such a good job. Yeah, no, I, they rank up there for me too. I just, it's one of those things, you know, you have a tool, it does what it's supposed to do. It doesn't cause you any annoyance or anything. It it just, it becomes one of those things that you'll just always, it's reliable. Yeah. I know it's going to work. Um, but the, the other eraser that I use a lot, and let me see if I can find it. It's the, the little Tombow mono little, tiny circular one or they also have a uh, rectangular one that's like a two millimeters wide by like three millimeters long and then the circular one is um god i think it's like a millimeter and a half around like in in diameter Mm -hmm. um and i use those for like in my pocket notebooks um which i don't really use very much anymore but i'll use it in my journal if i just want to erase something out of a line that the block erasers or the sumo click can't can't get in um, a narrow space. What about yeah, you? No, the the um, 
like you, Les, my tried and true is still my tried and true, and that's the Hinodawashi um, mm-hmm. eraser. I have a preference as to which one I like. It's like the it's the long eraser. Um, it's okay. the perfect. Let me see the measurements of it here. It's three and a half inches long, according to the website. But it's it's perfect enough to it's big enough to to erase a lot, but small enough to be precise with it. Um, it's simple. It does what it needs to do. Um, I like that the like it's 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 very slightly like. Like the the dust is not dusty. It kind of clumps together and you can kind of just roll it up into one little clump. Um, And yeah, it just and also it doesn't like get dirty looking like you can erase with it. You'll see some pencil on it. But for the most part, it doesn't get grimy like some erasers do, Um, Mm -hmm. which is also nice. Um, So that's really my go to. Like you, I have so many erasers everywhere. In fact, I have a shelf in my office that. I have like one of each little eraser kind of on display, mm. um, which I'm thinking about now is probably not a good idea because they're they're exposed to air. Yeah, they dry out. Yeah, well, these will be display erasers. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, I have a little little cup full of of uh, it's like a silicone cup mm-hmm. that's just full of erasers, and then I have this little mini um, shopping cart. Okay. So it's it's literally a miniaturized shopping cart on my shelf, and it's full of erasers. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's it's cute. I should take a picture of it. I used to post pictures of it every now and then, and people everyone would ask me where I got it, and it was a um, sample left behind by a um, shopping cart company trying to sell my boss more shopping shopping carts. Hmm. So I snagged it and took it home with me. Very interesting. <laughs> um, and the other eraser, we, we mentioned this last time, but um, I, I'm going to mention it because I've been using it, is the Seed Radar Clear Eraser. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to, you know, say that I, after we had our conversation, because you didn't like it, um, I tried to use it on, cause I've been using it in my, um, Hobonichi. So mm. obviously that paper is so different than regular paper. Um, so I write a lot on legal pads mm-hmm. throughout the week and I tried to erase on there. Obviously it erased things, but it did not do that great of a job because a, I push kind of hard. And so it yep. creates like an indent, but B it like, it kind of smeared. Yeah. That, that's why I don't like it. It's before it erases, it smears everything all around. And then once the, if you feel the eraser, once that eraser warms up, that's when it starts to work. Yes. Interesting. Good. I'll have to pay attention to that next time. But yeah. So I just, I kind of like, you know, it, I, I put it because I do use it, but it's, it's only really for my Hobonichi. Mm. Um, I don't see myself every, in fact, I almost ripped the paper trying to use it effectively <laughs> on the legal pad. Uh, so also the legal pads were like petting gear legal pads. So it's not like they were high quality paper, but still. Yeah. That's the point. But yeah, so th- those are my, it's interesting how our racer opinions really haven't changed. No, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, it is interesting. I mean, again, you go back to that, like, if it does the job, why change it? Right. So. Now, I'm looking at the notes here. I see next you have the Nadraj marble listed. I'm curious into what I context think, for you. Because um, we, that we, we spent a, some time on a couple of the episodes talking about the, the bucket that you used to be able to buy. You used to be able to get this bucket of a hundred Nadaraj marbles. And my understanding is they don't make the just plain marble anymore. It's a neon marble. Um, and I still love it. I, it's still a favorite. I still have probably 25 of them kicking mm-hmm. around. Um, and it's still just a great Nadaraj pencil. But I think that's the case with all of my Nadaraj pen- pencils. I, I think I have... I have at least a gross of Nadaraj pencils that are actually, you know, from Nadaraj. Like I have the Curios pencil. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have an assortment of the metallics and all of the other pencils still still around and, and not to that's that you know also the the pen and gear um and casemates pencils that I you know purchased way back when I've got a ton of those um and they're just it's, it's still just a pencil I reach for because I know it's going to work right you know yeah no totally and I love the Nadraj fluoro marble pencils um they I wish they had sold them in a bucket but mm. thinking because I own that I own a bunch of them but I I found them on eBay because you know anytime I searched for them they came up with the original marbles which mm. are are cool I like them but I the colors you know me I mean yeah I like, you want the neon right so I was like oh man I wish they had the bucket you know because I think it was like twenty five or thirty dollars for a hundred. I'm not I sure. I don't even think it was it was that much. I think it was it was around 20 to 25. Yeah. So on eBay, if you search for Nataraj pencils, it's sellers. They're they're all from India, obviously. Um, that's where they make them. And they have like lots listed. So like they'll have like 50, you know, 20, 10. But the more you buy, the cheaper they become. And so mm-hmm. I spent like a while floundering like uh, I don't, I don't want to do you know I don't want to spend $30 on 100 pencils and what do I need 100 pencils for and um but I I just wound up buying them um I spent $30 um and I didn't realize cuz I I don't look at pictures as often as I guess I should I mean it's a, it's it's a new <laughs> pencil it's not like I was buying a collectible item that I look at those pictures but each pack um came with a free eraser and sharpener Oh, yeah. They do that a lot. So I have 10 sharpeners and erasers. So it kind of worked out. <laughs> um, and I know I plugged them last time and we're getting to sharpeners next. So maybe I'll save that thought. Um, but yeah, so I I I recommend the the fluoro. They're called fluoro marble mm. uh, pencil for sure. They make me happy. I might have to pick up a, a package or two of them um, just just to have the fluorescent version. Well, Les, like I said, I have a package waiting for you. Ooh. So don't do that yet. <laughs> I, you know, the reason it's waiting for you is because I, I had high hopes that we would not still be in pandemic hell. Uh, I know, I know, I know. And but, I would, you know, you know. In a couple of weeks, I get my second uh, immunization shot, and then two weeks after that, I'm 95% immune, so right, maybe sooner rather than later. Well, it, actually, it was a couple days ago or maybe like last week, I saw in my memories, Gina and I had went to visit you and Chris, and we had brunch and everything, yep. and that hurt. I was like, oh, man, like mm-hmm. to be able to do that again. Um but yeah, that's I've been hoarding things because I'm like, well, I'd rather just like meet up with you and no. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so next is sharpeners. Yeah. Um. So I we we touched on this last week, um, and I I you know it's still it's 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 astounding to me that nine times out of ten I reach for my hacked Epsara. Yeah, I have one of those. So the RSVP like trade box that we mm-hmm. kind of had passing around, I snagged one of those because <laughs> I I wanted to see what you were talking about and it's on my desk now. Like it's one of my go-tos, especially um, I have a routine. I get my pencil started in the classroom friendly always mm-hmm. um, because I don't have time or the hand strength to fresh sharpen a pencil in any kind of hand sharpener. So, and then I, I use your hacked version and it works wonderfully. It really does. It's like, <clears throat> It's a little concave. Um, mm-hmm. 
it doesn't have a point that breaks off. There's a little stop in there. It just, and, and I feel kind of foolish because I have, you know, also sitting on my desk, the uh, Pollux, the Blackwing, yep. um, one hole, long, not really long point, um, and the Masterpiece, and I will reach for that Apsara or an Apsara that I have put into a container that uh-huh. collects dust. I have one, I think I told you about, about this last week, that is in an espresso cup. Yes. So it's a little, little to-go takeout espresso cup, and I sharpen into, like it sharpens through the lid into the espresso cup. Um, and that just makes me super happy. Um, but yeah, it feels really weird that I, I reach for a 20-cent sharpener over my $20 sharpeners. Totally. And you can find these, like, you know, the on, you know, speaking of eBay, <clears throat> I didn't buy them because I... I it's obnoxious to, to buy things that I don't use case in point, um, pen and gear pencils. Um, <laughs> but you can right now, cause I brought it up for $7 and 19 cents. That's including shipping. You can get a 20 pack of these long yep. point sharpeners. Yep. I, um, as part of my pandemic crafting stress release, I bought two packages of them off yeah. of, um, Bezos and, um, I, also bought a package of like 500 little machine screws. Okay. So I can make the hacked Epsara into a jelly jar or baby food yes. jar. So okay. I have been gathering small jars and drilling holes in the lids and attaching sharpeners because I craft when I am stressed. <laughs> hey, there are worse habits. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I could be doing drugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you might want to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's funny, but I think to be sensitive to others. <laughs> There's a lot of editing, damn it. Um, oh. Um, no, actually, you, you reminded me of the jar thing. I saw the Apsara Absolute long point sharpener with it comes with a little container attachment Mm -hmm. it looks interesting and it looks like it holds maybe two sharpenings worth Mm. so really how fiddly you know i think there was i don't remember what group it's in i want to say it was in erasable it could have been in another group someone made a clip on shavings container for one of the uh, Apsara sharpeners. I don't know if it was the long point or not, um, but it's a 3D printed um, clip-on cover for it. Interesting. Yeah. If I had a 3D printer, I would definitely be printing that out. That should be your next like thing. Oh, man. I would much rather have a CNC machine. Yeah. I could see that. That's, that's just me, though. <laughs> um... So yeah, my my sharpener, like you, I on my desk, I have the Pollux, I have the Masterpiece, I have the Blackwing Two Stage, I have the Blackwing machined like pencil sharpener that I never use because it breaks everything. It's terrible. Um, I, I think it's an angle issue. It's it's partly operator error, and I don't have the patience to get right. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks cool, so there's that. Um, and yeah, I, I go to, go to that, you know, 20 cent hacked plastic sharpener. Um, So it's nothing like a a 20 cent sharpener and a, you know, pennies worth of post-it notes. Exactly. Um, so next we have highlighters, which is also something I think we talked about a little bit last episode, but, um, I see your choices here. They are two of mine as well. Mm. Um, do you want to talk about them a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so I have really stuck with the preppy for my intense yellow um, highlighting needs. The platinum preppy highlighter just is, it's a go-to for me. I fill it up. It works. I replace the tip when I need to, and it continues to work every time. Um, and I like the fact that it's refillable, that I'm, you know, keeping things out of the landfill. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other 
highlighter I use on a regular basis is a mild liner. I have, I think, six of the 15 colors. Um, and I just, I, I like how they're kind of sedate. Um, and I use them on a regular basis in my, um, everything everywhere journal. They mm-hmm. just, they just work and they're nice colors. Yes. Um, yeah, the, the preppy, I love them. I have them. I have the refills. I have the tips, but my one issue with them and it's, it, it's kind of, it is kind of a big deal sometimes, but they're very wet. Yes. And so if I am doing highlighting in a certain medium, like if I'm reading an actual textbook with that like textbook paper, mm-hmm. um, I don't have time to like wait for it to dry. Um, or I've noticed to storing them point up is ideal. Yep. Because I actually recently I was just like taking stock of what I had. And one was stored point down and it had kind of leaked into the cap a little bit. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, but they're, I mean, for what you're getting for the cost and mm-hmm. the fact that you're not throwing away plastic as often, um, it would be really cool if they came out with, you know, like different grades of color, like the, the mild liners, like, yeah. you know, like a, a pastel yellow, um, because I love the intensity of them. Mm. But it'd be cool to have more Well, uh, theoretically, what you could do is you could pick up any fountain pen ink yeah, and run it through it. Interesting. Um, so the, the all of my preppies I use with um, a brand that will remain nameless because it is the only true highlighter ink in my book. Um so I use that for the yellow and I've never, unfortunately I'm running out, so I'll have to pick a new yellow color. Um, but you can run any fountain pen ink through it and you can either refill your cartridges with a syringe mm-hmm. or you can eyedropper the whole body, which is what I usually do. Very interesting. I have some fun things to try now. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, the mild liners too. I have all the, all the colors. I think there are, 20 now are there um maybe definitely more than 15 because i i don't want to take the time to count them all because i have them <laughs> on my i have them in a drawer like a, a see-through drawer but but yeah i i like them um i really enjoy using them in like if i'm you know reading about a certain topic i'll mm-hmm. pick two shades of the same color so then I can kind of like further color code my notes or my annotations. Um, plus they're different. I mean, they have a gray highlighter. Yeah. Like, or brown. Like th- that's, it. it's just something to mix it up. Um, and I do like that the, um, hold on, let me reach one. God, all this editing I'm doing to myself. You're doing it to yourself, man. Um, I like the way I had to, when I'm talking about an object, you know, I'm not going to edit that out. I'm going to let you hear that, that, that mistake. Um, <laughs> the, I have to hold something when I'm talking about it. Sometimes it's, it's a little thinner than I like. And I'll talk about this in a second because I'm going to talk about a different highlighter, but it's not heavy. And so when I use it, it, it doesn't, I don't fatigue. Mm. Um, and I, I do like the other end that is, pointed and you could use it to actually write yeah um it's very useful so um yeah so those two highlighters are definitely something i'm into i also i reviewed it recently but the kokoyo mark plus mm. highlighter with the dual tip um they you know one one tip is a pastel kind of color one's a little bit brighter um i really enjoy those i just like the color shades and it makes it easy again to color code. But what what sets them apart from the mild liner is the barrel is slightly bigger, so it it feels a little bit more substantial in your hand and just more comfortable. Because mm. I have a permanent um, the way I hold my my pens and pencils, I have a permanent callus on my right handed middle finger, mm-hmm. um, where stuff. In fact, there's even like an indentation um, where I hold stuff, and so the the kokoyo it it sits just right so it doesn't 
aggravate that part of my hand. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know. I just en- enjoy them. Um, and I'm going to talk about them because I have used them extensively, but they have the same problem as the preppies, the Stabilo Boss. Mm. They're a bit wet and they're awkward to hold. Um, yeah. Because it's a flat rectangle, essentially. So, but I I do have all the colors of them. They work well. They're also refillable, which is a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, but they refill, what's the term, Les? You're, you're smarter than I in this. Like absorbent? They, yes. Yeah. You put the tip into like a an inkwell-looking thing, and it just mm. sucks sucks it up. Um, which I feel like might be messy sometimes. I don't know. But but yeah, so my my opinions have not changed except for the Kokoyo Mark Plus because those weren't invented three mm. years ago. Um, but let's let's I'm just being mindful of time too. Yep. Um, refillable pen bodies. This is something that I do not really do. So I'm curious mm. to hear what you have to say. I still use refillable pen bodies. I have a selection of gel pens that aren't available in refill. So I use. The uni, the uni Signo, God, what is it? DX, the 0.38 for my, um, my, my planner type stuff. Um, because it, you know, there are a ton of colors. Um, so that obviously I'm not using a refillable pen body because I can't get the refills in all of those colors, which is really sad. Uniball, mm-hmm. think about it. Um, not that they're actually listening, but if you are listening, hit me up. I would be happy to review all of your pens if you want to send me some samples. I'm here for that. Um, <laughs> uh, so other than that, you know, I do use a large number of refillable pen bodies. Um, I just I finally modified a Squire. I finally said, screw it. And I'm going to try it. And I did it. And it works great. And I use the Pentel Energel Pro in my squire um Mm. it is a water i don't know if it's waterproof or just water resistant but it's a nice thick smooth black line i bought a 12 pack of refills um for about 12 bucks totally worth it um it's cheaper than buying a package of energel pros Mm. significantly Mm. cheaper than buying 12 of them for sure um and i get to use a squire um, and it, or I could put those bodies into the alloy or the zebra grand, they all fit one another. So, um, you know, I just, I still really enjoy those refillable pen bodies. I just wish more companies on the American market offered the refills in all of the colors. Like I would really love getting Inkjoy refills in the teal color. Mm-hmm. Or in their indigo color, because those are just really, really great shades, um, and they're just not available as refills. I mean, I I don't even know if you can get an Inkjoy gel refill anymore. Um, I know that at one point they were offering a two pack of them on Amazon, but I haven't been able to find them recently. So probably still around, just harder to find. And I do wish more companies would offer refills on the American market, but they don't, and more people should use them so that we're keeping more plastic out of the landfill. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but that's my that's my my rant. I my continuing <laughs> rant is people should use refillable pen bodies. And I had brought up um, the Parker Jotter um, only, and it's a classic. You know, it's it's not the most expensive refillable pen body. Yeah, it uses the Parker refills. Um, people complain about them. There's not really a good gel refill, um, except for the Monteverde. Um, but you know, it's, it's a classic pen and I think everyone should have that in their collection. Um, also it's, it's cheap enough that if you lose it, you're not going to cry too much. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my, I'm still on them. I'm still enjoying the (laughs) refillable pen bodies. Um, and next up we have, unless you have anything else to add. No, I, I aspire to be like you because I always feel bad mm. when I throw away something that could be used again. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I need to feel bad enough to want to make a change. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a totally different thing. But, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, I, I think, I think for me, I use, so when I use a pen, um, that is refillable and it's gone. Cause I have done that, especially with this past summer in school, I have a different one. I like, I like to mix it up, you know, like I don't, I generally mm. don't use the same pen um, consecutively. And so what I'll do is I'll throw, I don't throw it away. I just kind of throw it in a cup and then yep. I just use the new one. So I'm half doing it cause I'm not throwing it away, but I'm not refilling it yet. <laughs> so you'll get there. But refills are so much cheaper than a whole new pen, so I really need to think about that. Yeah. Anyhow. Especially, like, well, like, in my case, like, I was using the Zebra Sarasa 0.7 in black for sketching and drawing yeah. and doodling. And I was going for that pen again and again and again until I think they changed the formula. Um, and it's just not as nice as it used to be. It doesn't lay down as dark a black line. And so I had to seek out a new black gel pen that is waterproof or water resistant that it can do a watercolor wash over and the Energel pro really fits that so for me it's about the fact that i will blow through uh, you know when i'm when i'm doing a lot of sketching i'll blow through a refill a week mm-hmm. um and that gets really expensive when you're buying um 12 pens at a time and you're throwing those away it, it adds up um so buying refills really makes sense Yes. No, the Sarasa is definitely something that that's the pen I use. Um, so, yeah, that I, I'm going to do that next time. Um, I will definitely make sure to use it again. Well, Fun in, three, in three years, we'll check in on that. I, right, right. I hope, <laughs> I hope we're still doing this in three years. It'll be, it'll be interesting. It will fun, be. fun trivia fact, which I think I brought up in one episode. Um, there is a. I, I wanted to know what Sarasa meant. Um, oh yeah. And in, it's interesting. Um, it means queer in Spain. Hmm in some Spanish dialects. And I find that amusing, but Mm. then um, interesting that, because I don't know what it means in Japanese or why they chose that. Yeah. Maybe other translations are like, like queer slash like gay male reference. Mm. It's very interesting. Um, I'm trying to pick my words carefully because I don't want to do any more editing. (laughs) Um, colloquially it means an effeminate man and so maybe they were thinking of like elegance and and things are often lost in translation but i i laughed out loud when the first thing that came up was queer because (laughs) hello um you know but anyhow that's just a little tidbit that's a little extra that's a little tangent there we go um, so let's get our, get to our last thing, which is one of my favorite things. And that's getting nerdy on comp books <laughs> and paper. Um, I, we still do that. We still get nerdy on everything. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have not stopped being super nerdy on comp books. I look over at my shelf and I've got, I can't even count them right now. I'm not going to, because it's an embarrassing amount of composition notebooks from my last series of reviews. Um, and I, I, but I think it's also as people who write reviews on these things, you have to get nerdy on it. If we're not getting nerdy on it, like we're not doing our quote unquote job, right? Like you're not doing a good review if you're not getting nerdy. Right. You're not doing your due diligence. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like to dive deep. When I'm into something, I, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's like my hobbies. I don't just buy the starter kit. I buy the starter, intermediate, and advanced. You know, yeah. I have to, I have to really, you know, fully experience every aspect of something. And so, mm. there's always space to get nerdy on on stuff. Um, and I don't have. So, I think it was two school school seasons ago because this past school season doesn't even count really Mm. um i bought a bunch of the pen and gear um 
notebooks, the one subject mm-hmm. with the poly covers. Yep. Because I, I enjoy them. I like them. But I wound up donating them to the local high school. Mm. Um, I And I donated all my comp books, too. And I was shocked at how many notebooks I, I donated. I donated 35. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, well, because at, at the time, they were a dollar each. And then when they went on clearance, they were like 50 cents. And yeah. then my um, comp notebooks, Staples runs that like 10 cent sale or something. Yep. And so I just kind of hoarded. And so there's there's benefits to, to getting nerdy on things because you you can always just pass on the, the love yeah. to somebody else. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of like a, a little asterisk, but me and my K-Cups, man, they Consistently are. Consistently terrible. Right. Um, and I, you know, I, like I had told everyone on last episode, I was going to buy a new setup and I did. I'm just waiting for coffee to mm-hmm. like, um, I think I'm just going to buy some Esalon because it's, it's 20 minutes from me and, you know, I like their stuff, yeah. but, um, but yes, I, it's like that you have to pick your poison. Do you want to, do you want convenience or do you want taste? Um, yeah. And well, no, go ahead. Well, we have we talked about the fact that Christy and I drink so little, and and I mean in terms of drink like alcoholic beverages, we we don't drink a lot. We very rarely drink. Um, and we made the decision years and years and years ago, um, that if we were going to drink, we were going to drink top shelf. Uh-huh. So because we just it doesn't make any sense for us to drink cheap stuff. We might as well just you know buy something that we're going to really enjoy um, and then really enjoy the heck out of it. So if you come over to our house, you will see that we have a very limited amount of top shelf alcohol um, or, you know, middle to top shelf. Uh, You know, we're not spending hundreds of dollars on bottles, but we've also been gifted bottles of booze um, from, from friends and family members and whatnot that are top shelf that we could never afford. Um, so, you know, every now and then it's like, you know, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a drink and I'm going to just really enjoy it. Um, and the way we look at in terms of, we kind of apply that also to coffee, although coffee is a daily addiction for me. Um, but it's also one of the things that we very rarely splurge on things. So we look at coffee as something that we'll splurge on and therefore we, we want the taste and the convenience comes in from, you know, having maybe grinding a little bit extra and, you know, keeping that on hand for a quick cup. Uh So it's not as quick as a K cup, but at least it tastes better. Yes, this is this is very true. Um, but it, it it made me laugh because I feel like I, I don't have time for this, but um, <laughs> it'd be great to like get all those sound bites where I'm like, so I'm drinking Keurig today, and everyone's like, ah, you know, because um, <laughs> yeah. it probably happened like a third of the time. Yeah, at least a third of the episodes, you'd be like, I'm I'm drinking Jamaican me crazy. Like, oh, God, that's just the thought of it. Because, you know, I, I think we've talked about this before on the show that my parents um, have a cake up machine. And one of the things that my father will on occasion get is the Jamaican me crazy. And he loves that crap. And it's so disgusting. Uh, you have to run water through the machine to get the taste out before you you brew your a plain cup of coffee. Otherwise, it will taint the next cup. <laughs> oh man oh man oh yeah anyway <laughs> is that uh, it is that all we have for today I, I think we're ending making fun of you and your k-cups <laughs> yes i think that is the best way to end um and it's it's so funny because most like workplaces have k-cups and yep. so like just when you think you can escape it um it's there yep so um, yeah, so, um, I think that is it for today. And like always, I, I just want to take a hot moment to thank everyone for their support. Um, I like to, like I always say, I love posting an episode on Wednesday and seeing people's comments and responses and what resonated with them, what kind of fell flat. Um, I want more of that. Cause I, I just, I just like feedback. Like I'm interested. Like it doesn't even have to be good feedback. Just <laughs> talk to me. Um, 
because I know people listen. I can see the stats, you know, but I would like to just kind of know what you think. Um, You know, the best way to let other people know who we are is to just share a link or let them know that, hey, there's this really cool stationary podcast you should listen to. And then brace yourself because someone will say a stationary podcast. (laughs) And then, you know, I don't know how many times you've done that less, but um, yeah. So, so yeah, so you can find us online at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find me, Dade, at weeklypencil.com, and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Weekly Pencil. Les, what about you? You can find me at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook at comfortableshoesstudio, Instagram and Twitter at Original LC Harper. Um, my Twitter is locked right now, so if you are interested in following me, send me a follow request, and I will check to make sure that you are not my stalker, and I will uh, approve you. Um, only a slight joke about the stalker. Um, anyway, um, thanks, Dade. Thanks, Les. Until next time. <laughs>